0: everyone, and welcome to episode three. Oh, wow, three two hundred thirty-three, not three hundred thirty-three. Ooh, skipped a hundred eps there.
1: It, 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 we, can uh, we, it, we could do that. Just name episode like three thirty-four next week, and see
0: if someone notices and says, well, like, "Hey,
1: I, I missed the last hundred eps. What happened?" What are they gonna do? There's nothing they can do about There's it. There's
0: nothing but... anyone can do. That's true. Exactly. Next episode four twenty. Sure, got him uh as always i'm here with you matt we've heard you now i i don't know i don't have a good preamble i took a drink of a taco bell pepsi earlier and then the amount of pepsi and water that i spilled on myself was absurd and i still don't fully understand how it happened but okay i had to change my underwear that's how serious it was
1: Oh, oh that's a that's a wow
0: I know. I still I still literally don't know how it happened because I have the cup still with Pepsi in it. The cup itself is not wet, so I don't know how any of it happened. And it was very confusing because there was a lot of soda on the floor and also on my pants and my shirt. And I was like,
1: where did this come from? Because come Did it come out? Like, was it really filled, and then it came out from the top? Maybe. Yeah, it may have been that, like, maybe I tilted it too far
0: to drink from the straw, and then a bunch like came out on me. I don't know, man. But my girlfriend and her son do not feel well today, and they said, "Manny, go to the store and get tomato soup." And I said, "Okay." "Okay, I'm also getting Taco Bell. Thanks, everyone.
1: (laughs) Uh, See, I. Had a kind of similar experience, but I got two famous bowls and then took a nap today. So that's been nice. Perfect. Nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: I hadn't had a famous bowl, a true famous bowl in a really long time. One of the first nights we were here, uh, my girlfriend made like a famous bowl type okay. of thing herself, which was very good. Uh, but then there was a couple weeks after she like went shopping and was like, I don't want to cook now. And so I had two famous bowls for the first time in a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Boy. I can still do it. It just yeah, it was <laughs> I, yeah. That about halfway through the second one, I was like, I can't. I should stop, but I'm gonna I'm gonna power through because <laughs> to finish too. this, yeah, <laughs> like, this is what's <laughs> supposed to be done. Because it's gonna be gross if I just like, oh, I'm gonna put this back in the refrigerator. I don't, like, yeah, I'm like I'm not
0: redoing it. anything to this, no, uh, so bad. I that's fine. Yeah, so that's been, you know, what I've got going on other than video games. Um, I guess we can get into the news, of which there is not a lot. The main one uh, was that all of a sudden uh, Nintendo tweeted out that Charles Martinet is no longer the voice of Mario. And he corroborated this and then said, like, now he's the... Mario brand ambassador or some shit. Of course. Which basically sounds like he was let go, but Nintendo <laughs> kept him on the payroll in some capacity to make him not like talk a bunch of shit. Probably. Cause that's usually what happens with these types of roles in companies. When you're like the ambassador, or just some nothing bullshit. Uh, And yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know what happened here. It just seems really weird. People had speculated after the new WarioWare trailer and the Mario Wonder trailer. People thought that it was not Charles Martinet voicing Mario and Wario in those trailers. Okay, Uh, so that probably is true. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if this is one of those things where like he let them scan his voice for AI with AI, so they can just like.
1: Perpetually have a guy going, it's a me forever. I don't. I mean, you can probably get a good enough Charles Martinet sound alike that you could. But why, if you could just scan his voice with AI and then
0: use it in perpetuity
1: forever? I, I guess. I. Or just I don't. Or completely reimagine Mario at a certain point. Maybe I guess. I, I really, guess. Like, try to come up with an actual story. I guess you could do that. It could be
0: me. Yeah. As an Italian-American, I deserve a shot at Mario, I think. On our sophomore or junior high school float, I was Mario. So I'm uniquely qualified to I, be Mario. You,
1: I do remember that happening.
0: Yes. Uh, and I yelled his iconic voice lines to the crowd. Um but no, it's just one of those weird things where, like, it just happened all of a sudden and was in such a weird way of, like, Nintendo tweeting it. And
1: then, then like, you know, it's very it's very strange. I wonder if, like, Charles Martinette was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. He's fucking old. Like, That's he, what I mean. He's like in like
0: his dude. 60s, so I, you know, maybe he just didn't want to
1: maybe that's just the big the big thing is like he's just retiring which i guess they could have just announced that he retired yeah which is why i think it's weird because he didn't retire like he's still going to get paid for whatever the fuck being a brand ambassador so
0: yeah uh, yeah i don't know i i'm curious to see if someone else does emerge as the voice of mario though you know we will uh, we'll see how that goes, but you know,
1: I, hmm. I bet like if they do like find like a sound alike, I I bet they'll just keep that like quiet and in house. I bet you don't find out who it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll find out when Mario Wonder comes out. I think that's yeah. the first one that comes. I think that comes out before Wario where. Because uh, Charles Martinette voices like half the
1: characters Warrior aware as well. So like, I don't know. Um, maybe it's Chris Pratt now. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. But the thing is, like, I wasn't willing to pay like the $20 like, I'll just, like, sign up for some streaming service, but I wasn't going to, like, buy it for $20 or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I saw a lot of people saying, what if it's Chris Pratt now? And that seems like the most impractical thing in the world because it would cost them way too much money.
1: Absolutely.
0: To do that. So, also, <laughs> he doesn't capture any of the energy of the Mario from the games. Like, it fit for the movie, but I don't know. He doesn't have that secret sauce.
1: Yeah, which I don't think anybody expected that.
0: Uh, no, I mean, he, he kind of does it for like one second and then they give that up. Mm. But yeah, I bet it's also not anything like that where they're like, ah, oh, the movie is so successful replacing him with Chris Pratt because the co- the cost of that would be absurd. That's Going from Charles that's Martin, Adam, not it. <laughs> who's only known for voicing Mario to this. so. Uh, And then Jeff Keighley, one of his three uh, major yearly appearances, the Gamescom opening night live. He tried to temper expectations prior to this uh, by saying, hey, man, this one's not about announcing new stuff. It's about getting out information about previously announced games and games that already exist. So don't expect anything new. And he stayed true to
1: his word uh, for the most part. Yeah, I because, didn't really pay much attention to this. But it's like I feel like we already have like more than enough games coming out in the next like five months that, like, we don't need any more announcements at the moment. Do you feel that we do? Uh, No, but I mean for future, for the future, you know? Yeah, but, like, let's just focus on, like, what's coming out in the next few months, and then like, probably, like, the Game Awards would be a good time to start, like, getting back into some announcements. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I agree with you on that, but for this, the main takeaways for me were that Tekken 8 uh comes out on January 26th, Uh so it is, like, very it was almost this year so close uh, but early next year which is fine and then what i thought was really weird was for each character announcement they have been like doing these very specific trailers of like this weird announcer going like it's kazuya and this really weird voice and then like showing his like combo and then a rage art and then he like does a th- finisher or something uh, and that was for every character and this one they just like in quick succession showed like Yoshimitsu, Leo, Steve, Shaheen and Dragonov, who had never been announced before and I was like all right are they, are they gonna get those weird trailers or like what's going on there so I hope they do because I want to see um Steve and Yoshimitsu's trailer like that uh Yoshimitsu mainly because he looks so different in every game that I just want to see more of like You know how his model looks in this because he's fucking weird. Steve looks like Steve. I I don't know. Um, Outside of those characters and the release date, they said that, yes, it will have the traditional recent Tekken story mode that follows Jin and Kazuya and Heihachi and all that shit. Um, But also it is having this new mode that follows you as a new player in an arcade scene. Uh, And you make a character in that where they look like slightly more grown up me's. The models look really weird, but you like make a character and then you like, you know, go through the arcade and become the ultimate arcade master uh, by playing Tekken at the arcade. And that is a new fun mode that they are having you do. Um, It seems like they may have gotten rid of the like weird customization bullshit that they tried to do for the last two games where you could make everybody look like a fucking moron. And it seems like they are more going back to like costumes for characters. Uh, At least that's what it looked like in this trailer. They didn't necessarily say that. That's just the vibe that I got off of it because they were all character specific costumes Um, and they looked all Right. So I didn't do the math. They said there are 32 characters at launch with these five. I don't know what that brings the total uh, announced to, but I hope that there are a couple more brand new characters because right now only the chick who loves coffee is a brand, brand new character. I I basically count Shaheen as a new character because he was in Tekken 7 and he literally didn't even appear in the story, but he was a brand new character. Like, I don't know anything about Shaheen other than that he exists. So it was one of those weird things where like, how can you have a brand new fucking character that doesn't exist in the plot? Like, what is his deal? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's hmm.
0: there were there were like two other ones where it was like, what the fuck? These characters aren't even in the story. One of them was the base costume for Nina in Tekken seven is her in a wedding dress. There's no context for that. Why is that her costume? Anyways, Tekken eight coming out. It it really looks like Tekken seven. I like. I don't mean that in a negative way. It just looks like Tekken seven, but with way better graphics. Uh, so hopefully, those story modes carry a lot, and some of the newer mechanics that they've added are good for people who have been playing Tekken seven for a <clears throat> decade ish. Um, because like, other than that, it, to me, it doesn't look like it's that much different to really like truly be Tekken eight, quote unquote, but we will see. Um, I didn't put it on here, but they also had a Mortal Kombat trailer and it was one of the most awkward moments of my life where Jeff Keeley said, okay, r- you brought an asset for us. And I was like, oh, "Bro, you can't call the trailers assets. That just makes this even more soulless than it already is." Yeah. Uh, and then Ed Boon showed the asset. The three characters they announced this time were—maybe it was only two. It was Sindel and Shao Khan, but it, he's not the Khan yet. He's General Shao, uh, and he looks fucking sick. Uh, Sindel looks pretty cool too. I thought there was a third character either way uh, that with that, I think the leaked roster of characters from before is like fully complete. So that might actually be all of the characters now that are in the game, which is cool. They're all cool and neat. It uh, showed some more cameos of a bunch of characters that they would probably never put in another game again, like Motaro and uh, there was another one that I can't recall, but yeah, there's more cameos and stuff. Um, that game continues to look pretty sweet. I hope that it is the story mode is good because I don't like playing Mortal Kombat very much.
1: Um, I bet the, the I bet the story mode will be fun. Now, will be will it be worth spending like seventy dollars for? That will be debatable. No, I but the
0: game looks really cool outside of that. Like the characters that they have brought back are all exciting. They look very cool. You know, this just looks like a cool game. I'm glad they're making it. Uh, And then the last thing that really stood out to me was grand blue fantasy relink, which is the platinum developed grand blue fantasy action game uh, is finally fucking coming out after being in development for what feels like my entire life. It comes out on February 1st. I don't know if I still want to buy this game because of Platinum's recent track record, but uh, I wanted a game outside of the mobile game Grand Blue Fantasy that followed the plot of Grand Blue Fantasy because I think the plot is very good for a mobile game and is actually very interesting. And this follows that. And it looks like you play as a lot, a lot of the characters, which is another reason I'm worried about it. Because if you have a character action game with like 30 characters, do they play well when you have that many? Probably not. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Sorry, my dog keeps barking. Um, there there was a handful of other stuff, like the one you had on here, the PlayStation Portal remote play thing. Right. I believe Jeff showed that as well at some point. I don't know if he announced that it was $200 and coming out later this year or not. Um, but that was a thing that is happening. They did show more Alan Wake 2. Did you see this trailer?
1: I did. It's a sick trailer.
0: So my question is, I didn't go back and watch it again Were those live action segments? Okay, because I was like, is this like the uncanny valley? Like, I can't tell. I know Remedy uses FMV in a lot of stuff. Is this FMV or is this like the wildest good graphics I've ever seen?
1: No, there was definitely FMV mixed in with game. Uh, yeah. They just kind of intermixed it. It, it. Either way, I'm watching this going like, God, they they just learned some stuff with control, and now now, now that studio is out of control. Whatsoever. Yeah,
0: it really seems like they're trying to take the best parts of all their excuse me recent games and put them mm-hmm. together into this. Yes, so i I'm very much looking forward to this game. I it looks pretty sick.
1: Uh Assassin's Creed continues to look like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, there was Assassin's
0: Creed they showed
1: Modern that Warfare Desert, uh looks like a game that I might be intrigued by.
0: Yeah, they showed Modern Warfare for an extended yeah. amount of time also. Uh Keely said that the game awards are happening on December 7th, which when he made that seem like a large announcement, I was like, did we not know that already?
1: Uh, well, now it's official, I guess. Uh, oh. I guess. I mean, like. Every time I see the crew, I think, oh, maybe that'll be cool. Because yeah. I just like driving around. But, like, both other crews were a goddamn disaster. So, like, there's no reason to believe this one will be good either. So,
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, there were there were two actually uh, free-to-play gacha games. Uh, MiHoYo's new game, the people who make Genshin Impact, their new game that I can't remember the name of, which looks fucking ridiculously good. Uh, I hope that is good when it comes out, um, but, you know, who knows? And there was another one project. What the fuck is it called? Project something that is like, looks like the highest budget Korean MMO Mm. ever, ever. It looks fucking crazy good. But then uh, the publisher is NetEase and they are known for just the absolute worst microtransaction bullshit of everyone in the world. So, okay, great. Uh, They showed some. Uh, Cyberpunk, they like went over the cool changes that are coming to the base game as well, uh, which had already been shown. Then they framed it like they hadn't been. So that was weird. But yeah, I, I don't know. It seems it was, it was exactly what he said, I guess. I, I don't know. Like I wasn't <laughs> yeah, I, like blown away by anything, but it's cool to get updates on things, you know?
1: I, hey, I, I got excited when I saw that Alan Wake trailer, so. Oh, yeah. That was an awesome trailer. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, other than also Alan Wake 2 is being delayed to October 27th, uh, that's like the real last piece of news. Um, I told you before this because I had pre-ordered it with my PlayStation credit. I turned on my PlayStation to play Armor Core And I got a notification that was like, oh, your pre-order of Alan Wake has been delayed. And I was like, what? And then I went (laughs) online and it had just been announced that it was being delayed to October 27th. Um, Their reasoning is not like, oh, no, it's like in a bad place or anything. It's basically just when it was releasing... Uh, too many other huge games we're going to be releasing that even though like it basically like we've poured our hearts and souls into this and we're trying to make the best thing we can we don't want it to get overshadowed by a bunch of other major releases we want to try to give it its own time to shine type deal so
1: yes and that makes sense to me
0: it does and I I that's cool I'm sure a bunch of people got like super mad and Gave them death threats, but it, I think it's great.
1: I, I, we have so many games to play in October. Like basically pushing one out to basically November at this point, I'm okay with it. So
0: yeah, I it's, and also the fact
1: that it's closer to Halloween. Yeah, that's right. cool too. Because uh, I still have Spider-Man that I can really focus on. That's coming out. That's earlier October, right?
0: Uh, I don't even remember at this point. Things are. My brain I know Assassin's
1: Creed is on my birthday.
0: Assassin's Creed is on your birthday. Spider-Man. I remember like, there were rumors that Spider-Man was coming out in September, but then it I think ended it's, up like being October. Like the 11th?
1: it's like October 11th. Somewhere really around that. October 20th, the same day as Super Mario Wonder. Fuck. Nice. So we have a week Before Alan, oh my God! There's so many games.
0: I have a week before Alan Wake to beat Spider-Man Two uh, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder.
1: I bet Super Mario's Wonder is like ten hours. I hope it's so good though. I know. I'm not saying they they hinted recently that the other characters don't turn into
0: elephants; that they each turn into their own animal.
1: Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm
0: curious to see.
1: Luigi battery a giraffe. Oh, that'd be
0: so sick! (laughs) Oh, I would love that. Um, yeah, so that's really all the news. I mean, there was a bunch of other weird, random little stuff that came out of Gamescom, but it was more like footage of things that already have been out there and things like that. Uh, so nothing like super major to discuss on that front, but with that, we can get into what we have been playing. Yes. Uh, have you only been playing the one thing?
1: uh yeah pretty much today i took a break from it i I i've been just tired today but yeah but i did buy one of those like the eight bit dough oh yeah Uh, because i just want to be able to just wirelessly play my xbox controller on my my playstation or on my uh my pc so Mm -hmm. Uh, i was just like i'm gonna buy that and then like it's gonna get delivered tomorrow so like (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I was like, I'll take a day off, and then then after that, I'm just gonna be able to just like sit back and relax a little bit more and play some Dave the Diver. Dave the uh, Diver. Every
0: time I see you on yes. Steam playing Dave, Dave the Diver, it makes me happy. I guess I did
1: play a lot of Civ Five. I don't know if you saw. You did I saw
0: you were on Civ Five, uh, which you know I know you like Civ Five, so that uh, also makes sense. All
1: I all I will say with that is all I really did was I just left it running. And then, like, just throughout the day yesterday, I would just kind of, like, play a few turns and then get up. And, like, I, I was just kind of, like, sitting down and playing th- a few turns with, throughout the day. So that was kind of fun to do that. But but the game I've been primarily focusing on was uh, Dave the Diver this week. And uh, I am pretty much maxed out, like, Dave for, like, the diving. At this <laughs> uh, and I, I don't think even chapter, think I did that. I think I'm in chapter four or five. Hmm uh so i need to like keep advancing the story but like i'm this that's just not where i'm enjoying it i'm just enjoying going down and catching fish and then just like keeping the fish and like enhancing the fish and getting better like sushi like dishes and i don't know like that that part is just extremely satisfying. are you is that at the point where now you have the fish farm yes i have the fish farm yeah uh i've been like i had to make some recipe with rice yep so Um, now you can grow rice and shit Uh, and then i just i the last thing that's happened is the veggies oh nice yeah now you get some some veggies yeah is there anything else getting added or is that pretty much it at this point
0: uh there is some stuff that is like not to the sushi part but there is other stuff that gets added where like do you have the tamagotchi yet uh i don't
1: remember
0: yeah there's an app where you can like take care of a fish on your tomaga. Okay. Then okay. there are a couple there's at least one other thing that I think you will like. It's where like the I I think they call it Fishmon, which is the dumbest name ever, but it's basically like a news reporter will contact you at like the beginning of the week and say, like, oh, there's this like really specific one of a kind rare fish. And if you find it by the end of the week, uh basically like I will give you an extra reward or whatever. Um, that's uh, cool i only ever found the first one and then i beat the game so there are a lot more of them i know i know that so if after the game is over you can keep going and um get the rest of those fish if you want uh there was also an achievement for like doing way more with the tamagotchi thing and i was like there literally wasn't even enough time to do that so i would have to keep playing after the game is over uh yeah, I can't remember any other, like, super specific stuff. I mean, I know that, like, in the underwater society, there is, like, a garden thing, but you don't really take care of that. You kind of just, like, collect the stuff from the
1: guy. Yeah, I'm not really into that aspect of the game, unfortunately. So that's been yeah. part of my problem, is I've just been enjoying, like, diving and not necessarily that, that aspect. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like... I don't
0: know that that was my favorite part, but I did do it just to advance the the game. And it's one of the things is just because, like, I feel like none of that is what the game presents itself as. And then when it gets added, none of those people have, like, a super, like, good personality or anything that really makes me want to solve their
1: issues or whatever. Like it's still yeah, I don't know, it's I just like very
0: impersonable, like, I
1: guess. I feel like there's personality in basically like Dave, uh what is it? Cobra, I think Cobra. Is that?
0: yeah, yeah,
1: uh and then like who's the owner? Like Oh, uh, oh God, I can't think of it. Oh no, right. no, it's Boncho's the chef and then um, the Yeah, Cobra's the investor, like the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're on the boat, did you ever call Cobra who's standing no. right next to you? I did not know. <laughs> he pull, Cobra pulls out his phone. He looks at it and then puts it away. And then Dave's <laughs> just like, oh, he must be busy. Even though they're standing right next to each other. <laughs> Excellent. I also just love when you have those really bad runs where you die. Mm-hmm. And then like Dave's like, well, you don't die, but you run out of like accidents. Yeah, And then, like, Dave's just, like, out of breath, but then he gets up, and then he gives the double thumbs up to the head chef. (laughs) Like, he's like, I'm ready to go again, though. I just, I don't know. Like, every time I see that, I just, no matter what happens, he always gives the thumbs up. And I, I, like, that's why I just love Dave as a character. It's just, he's just so, like, somehow they found a great way to have him just have so much personality. And a lot of times it's just his actions and not even what he's saying.
0: Yeah, for sure and then especially in the beginning when everybody's like dumping on him he's
1: just like oh yes. man what he's he's just the dumb lovable idiot that <laughs> how, how can you hate on dave you know yeah <laughs> uh so no i that's that's been primarily what i've I, yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing uh last weekend i played uh fixing my shower for like 15 hours so.
0: whoa that's a long amount of play time on that yeah, what that, that the was, fuck happened
1: I had to, like, every time I touched something, something else fell apart, and it ended up, like, resulting in me basically having to tear out all the guts and redo all the plumbing. So Jesus. Well, hopefully it's better it, now. It doesn't leak anymore, so... That is a plus. Yes, yes.
0: Um, I played a lot of video game. I guess I'll start with Baldur's Gate 3, because I... I'm continuing to play that, but in several different modes. Uh, I, in my playthrough by myself, am near the end of Act 2. I guess I thought that the battle I had just done was the end of Act 2, and I was wrong. Uh, But it was a very difficult battle, and what I like about Baldur's Gate 3 is, is you're like, wow, this weird necromancer guy if he attacks me, can literally kill all of my party members in one shot. And also there are like 15 skeletons. How could I possibly deal with this, you ask? Well, I run up to him and push him off the ledge and it instantly kills him. And uh, that's the greatest thing I've ever done in this game, I think because he's just some crazy, super powerful boss, but I got initiative, and I won my 45% chance to push him, (laughs) and he fell off, and you know what? Don't get any loot from him, but I can advance the
1: game, so I don't really give a fuck. I was going to ask, A, about the loot, (laughs) but but then also say, like B, like that's kind of like, that does capture the magic of D&D, where, like, Anything is possible. The chances are extremely low.
0: Yeah. But, hey,
1: it's possible, and, like, you were able to do it, and now you have this, like, cool, like, kind of story that happens. So, like,
0: yeah, and, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, my party's not weak either. It's just they were not set up for the specific encounter, and I also am under the impression it's one of the hardest encounters in the game Um, because it's, like, you go in there, and it's just this guy, and if it was just going to be this guy, he's, like, a really strong spellcaster on his own but then just all of a sudden there are like 15 to 20 skeletons also and they're not super strong but when they all go in a row and you're getting fucked up by this guy it's a bad scene um but yeah i made it out of there and i got a little bit farther than that um i i now believe literally i if i enter a door and I fight a boss, I will be at Act 3, which is when you actually get to Baldur's Gate. And it is also my understanding that it is super fucked up a lot of the time because there are so many things happening all the time, and it's where everything converges in the final act of the game that it can get super messed up. Uh, But uh, four hot-fix patches have come out fixing a million bugs, and the first major patch just came out uh, like two days ago. And it had such extensive patch notes that it was over the Steam's character limit for patch notes. Oh, oh my God. You have to go to their website if you want to read them all. But it fixes basically like an infinite amount of bugs. And then, like, they said they have another patch that large ready for next week. So, like, that's cool. And now people are, like, finding a lot of, like, cut content that I, like not even necessarily like probably stuff that they just were trying at one point and left out. Like there were parts of Baldur's gate that they were talking about like a couple weeks before release. that just aren't in the game. Uh, and people were able to find that stuff. So maybe there will be some kind of update to add that stuff back in at some point or like some characters, it seems like they just like don't really have ends to their quest lines. Like they just sort of like fall off in the final act of the game.
1: Uh, like, I don't know. It's weird it's that's weird but at the same time like doesn't that game have like hundreds of hours worth of content? It like, does. So like
0: that's why I am curious to see how I will react to act 3 because I like I love RPG cities. And right. in a game that has like this many interconnecting parts and like things that I did earlier could like change things in the city. I that will probably be the best part to me, but it seems like a lot of people find it to be fairly weak in comparison to Uh, act one and two and Mm. to a certain extent it has to be that way because act one was the only thing in early access for three years okay so so like you know obviously that part is going to be super well polished and like they took a lot of feedback and stuff whereas the other two acts were not ever there so how would they have gotten the same level of polish you know what i mean right Um, but it's one of those things where with the amount of patches they've already put out and are going to put out and now, oh, that was a news thing. It is actually going to come out on Xbox now this year. Uh, it originally was not because Xbox has a clause where the features have to be the exact same on series S and series X. Um, and they couldn't get the split screen co-op working. Uh, they made a deal with Microsoft where they don't have to do that on series S. So oh. uh, Microsoft, I think, was just like, oh, you mean one of the best performing PC games of all time? We would like that on our console, too. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So and as they, it turns out, they will bend the rules. They will.
0: Yes. But it was one of those things where people were like, I can't believe Sony's like fucking them over. And it was one of those things where Larian had to keep getting out there and be like, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with that. It is just coming out on PlayStation at the beginning of September and not Xbox because like we have to. Do this stuff in order to do that and we like promise we are working and doing everything we can to do that Um, and now it will come out sometime within the next uh, couple months so that's cool for people on Xbox I I hope that it does really well on PS5 and uh, Xbox series as well um, because it's a very cool game Uh, I don't really have much more to say about it it continues to just be like a turn based D&D alike but i I am near the end uh the other part though is i have been playing it multiplayer with nukio and justin that makes it a completely different game uh because it's there's way more fucking around than i would do in my single player game it's one of those things where because i've already experienced it it's one of those things where it's just like i don't know fuck around and find out
1: Right. Uh, it also
0: breaks way more. The okay. last the last session we had, some bug was happening where, like, as soon as we would enter dialogue, the game would, like, auto-pick a choice and then just, like, cut <laughs> the dialogue off. So okay. near the end of our last session, there was this secret storage room. You're supposed to walk—I I knew this because I had already done it. You walk past this guy, and there are explosive crates in there, and because he knows that you saved his friend— He just is like gonna shoot the barrels, but then he's like, oh no, you guys are cool. So I told Nukio, okay, walk in there and we can do this part because he's never done it before. We walk in there, dialogue starts for 0.2 seconds, skips out, the entire building explodes. (laughs) and justin was in some other building and he's like what the hell happened there (laughs) i I have like one health we're about to die and i was like well that wasn't supposed to happen at all (laughs) so you know stuff like that happens it's it's fun but it's one of those things where like because i have already done it and justin has already done it i don't know like what to say or not say to like keep the experience like sure wholesome for nukio uh because it's one of those things where it's like i don't know it's cool to find out stuff in games with stories you know you don't just want to be like oh well, we have to go over here now and go do this and this right because that's just what you're supposed to do so he also is playing in like two other separate campaigns where i think we're still technically farther than he was with some of the other ones but yeah i don't know it's interesting like i did at the pace we're playing at we will never finish the game uh but it's just fun to dick around and sure. talk, and sometimes blow yourself up on accident. Uh, or like Nukio will sometimes accidentally like use an AOE spell, and it'll hit me and Justin, and then we'll slip on the ice and battle okay. stuff like that. You know, unexpected things that normally would not
1: occur if you're playing by yourself. <laughs> Right, but things that would happen if you're playing D&D. Yeah,
0: and so like it's fun in that way, for sure. <laughs> um, it's just much different than the way I'm sure. playing the single player, for sure. Um, and the reason I had taken a break from Baldur's Gate was because Bomb Rush Cyber Funk came out last Friday, the new game from Team Reptile, the people who made Lethal League and Lethal League Blaze. Uh, this game's been in development for a few years, and when the trailer first came out, people were like, oh, this is Jet Set Radio. And Jet Set Radio Future, like they, Sega was not making a new one of those, so Team Reptiles doing it, uh, and that is that's true. That's what it is. Uh, I did basically get a hundred percent in three days on this game. This game is great. I love it. Um, it it literally just is a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. It's more more so, Jet Set Radio Future uh jet set radio was the one that was on the dreamcast and it was more like mission based jet set radio future was on the xbox and it was an open world game and in those games you would rollerblade and do tricks and uh try to get scores as you go around this uh, fake japan um, and, like, do graffiti on tag spots and stuff while listening to the sickest hip-hop and funk music you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, and then you go against the evil cops. Uh, and this this is that, except made by Team Reptile. You okay. start as a robot named Red because the guy you were gets his head chopped off in the beginning. Uh, but this world is weird and futuristic, and you can, like put robot heads on decapitated bodies and then they become like a new person. Uh, And so you go around with the bomb rush crew who finds you with and puts the robot head on the body. And you guys want to go all city, which means that you tag everywhere in the city and take over all the areas from the other various crews uh, in the city. And hopefully in doing that, your robot guy finds out more about his past because he wants to know about who he used to be when he had a head. Okay. The plot is not like the greatest thing ever, but it's serviceable for this type of game, which is basically sure. just why are you going around this city and doing wicked sick tricks and graffitiing stuff. Um it yeah. has an Im- Peckable sense of style it has the very similar cell shaded very blocky graphics that jet set radio future had um and actually a lot of team reptile stuff has that same aesthetic uh that they've made previously so that fits um the soundtrack to me is incredible and fits with what jet set radio had going on the funk and hip hop uh it helps that the composer of those games Hideki Naganuma made music for Lethal League Blaze and then came back to do some of the music in this game uh but uh an artist that I really like Too mellow has made two albums of Jetset Radio tribute albums uh where he makes music in that style Too Mellow is in this game uh they're just everything sounds like it would be fit this type of vibe um Jetset Radio was sort of like a proto Tony Hawk where you would like do tricks and grind and stuff, but it never felt like quite as good or easy to pull off as Tony Hawk. I would say that Bomber of Cyberfunk basically combines the Jetset trick system with the Tony Hawk trick system. So it okay. ma- it's very easy, and they added the ability to do manuals. So you can uh, extend your tricks and your combos, and that is very fun to do. So, uh, but this game is so also I, about traversal. So, so what
1: I'm hearing is, I need to play this. I think you should try it. I wish there was a demo.
0: I, I don't know how into it you would be, but I love the movement in this game. I It makes me happy, just like Jet Set Radio did. So um, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I'll definitely like this is definitely because like we were talking before the podcast like neither one of us are that excited for Starfield like I feel like that's like the big fall game I feel like this year and like both of us are like eh there are other things we care way more about like
0: yeah
1: I just don't like I'm gonna be looking for something in September and this might be a game that I got to check out.
0: And yeah, like I had been, this has been one of my most anticipated games since it was announced because I like Team Reptile, I like right. Jetset Radio, and this does all that, and like the way the trick system works, all the levels are so, so well designed, it's fucking incredible, it feels good to like try to traverse your way to hard to reach graffiti spots, Uh, I, you were another person like me who in infamous second son really liked spray painting things. This has another very good spray painting animation, uh, where you like basically like connect all these dots together and depending on how you connect them, you get different graffiti outcomes. That's Uh, and you can like look up how to do specific ones, but generally I would just like go ham on the stick or whatever felt right. Uh, And so, yeah, it's very neat. has a very good sense of style. Um, It has overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. Uh, They did not send it out to major uh, outlets for review. So they only sent it out to, like, smaller YouTubers and stuff because that's just the kind of developer they are. Um, Right. And so there weren't that many reviews out there. And now that the larger outlets have been doing it, they basically are all, like, mediocre, saying, like, it doesn't really do anything better than Jetset Radio, which makes me think that none of those people have played or thought about Jetset Radio in too long because, right. boy, it Jetset Radio is rough to go back to now sometimes, uh, especially in the combat, which in those games is awful. The combat in this game is also not good, but once you get used to it, you can do it very quickly. You can also just really avoid it if you want to. Um, so that's cool uh yeah but i i basically i unlocked every character including the characters you can get post game i tagged every graffiti spot in the game um and i unlocked all but four costumes for one of the characters and you can also unlock music tracks but the music tracks and the outfits don't get marked on the map at the end and the world is so big and complex that it's one of those things where it's just like i feel like i did everything i wanted to do I guess I could go back and get the trophies for getting certain scores in certain areas. Um, but I don't want to do that right now. So I did what I wanted to do and almost got 100%. and It took me 20 hours, I think. So where did you uh, play this? Uh, I played it on Steam. I... Okay. I... I think it is out now on PS5 and Xbox Series X. There was like a week gap, I believe, between the releases, which is why okay. I played it on PC. The only issue that I can see people having is it is $40. It is not a smaller indie title, so perhaps waiting for a sale is best for some people. Um, the only other person I knew who liked Jetset Radio as much as me was Jumbo, um, and I let him know that he should get it. And uh, he said, yes, I will get it first thing when there is a sale. I said, all right. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but $40 is a bit steep for that kind of thing. It's one of those things where it's like I knew I would like it no matter what. So to me, that's not that big a deal. But to some people, you know, that's for sure. Especially if it's only like 20 hours, you know. Uh, And then the final game I played came out on Friday, but I didn't play it very much. I've only played like two hours, and that is From Software's new hot title, Armor Core 6, Fires of the Rubicon. Um, I will say to people, if they were still holding out that this is like Dark Souls-ified, it is not. It is literally, if you played an Armor Core before, it is that again. And I... I'm so excited that it is because From Software did not let their success go to their head. They said if we're going to make a new armor core, we're going to fucking make another armor core. Uh, so it is still very difficult, like previous armor core games and a lot of From Software games. Uh, the tutorial boss is uh, ridiculously difficult, and I died <laughs> upwards of a dozen times, and you can't okay. skip it. It's just, like, this helicopter, and it fucks you up. And it's like, ooh, gotta figure out a strategy because it's not even, like, I can level up or customize or do anything
1: because it's a fucking tutorial. So, uh, I guess, people, like, that would be a wall. Yeah, that seems... <laughs> right off the bat, they're just saying, like, hey, this is the game you're playing. Well, it's really so. funny because it's literally, like, you. it's basically, like, here's how to shoot. Here's how to move. Oh, shit, tutorial boss. And it's like... <laughs>
0: this is tough uh nothing after that is that hard um okay so it's i i don't know why that is like that um i have fought several other bosses that were that hard but that was like getting in a little ways further right and at that point you at least have the option to purchase more parts and like change and stuff but uh it is like other armor core games in that it is like mission based. Basically, you are a mercenary in your quote unquote armor core, which is a giant robot. Uh, and you are being hired by corporations to go down onto a place called Rubicon, where there is an ongoing uh, conflict between the corporations and the people who lived at Rubicon. Um, And they are trying to liberate Rubicon. I am sure that there will be something where I am allowed to turn on the corporations eventually. But for people who have watched like Mecha anime, this is a very like common trope of the corporations trying to take over other space areas that they probably should not from the people who live there. Uh, But yeah, you're just a mercenary. You go on a mission. Sometimes it is like, I don't know, just like take out these guns and they take like 30 seconds. Uh, Sometimes you might have to fight like bigger robots. One of the coolest ones I had to fight today was this robot that was like probably 100 stories tall and I had to break its legs. So then it fell down and I could get onto it and take out all of its generators. Uh, It was fucking sick. And then when I blew it up, you have to get as far away as you can. And then you watch the explosion from afar. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a video game. Um yeah, it's it's tough because it's a very difficult game that doesn't give you a lot to work with. Like you can buy a lot of parts and stuff, but you don't really know how they're gonna interact together or if they will be good together.
1: Um But that's that's par for the course for that that yeah, that it's part right? Yeah, for
0: sure. It's par for the course for the developer and this series. It's just one of those okay. things where I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to buy it because it is a From Software game, and they never sure. played any of their previous stuff, and they're going to be like, "Oh, I don't like this at all." Uh, so I I worry a little bit about that, but I don't know. I mean, that's on yeah. that's
1: on them though, like for not sure. doing enough research. I mean, like if if you spend seventy dollars and don't look into a game, I mean, like it's on you. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah, so like <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about it. I mean, like.
0: It's cool. The robots look neat. There's a lot of parts you can fuck around with. You can make all kinds of weird shit. Spider leg robots or put tank treads on that motherfucker if you want. Uh, What I like about it is that you can move around really fast, but also it feels really heavy. Uh, To control, which is awesome for when you like actually like get in there and are moving around and shooting your guns or like using your laser swords because like in the robots are like six feet tall, the armor cores. So like you want it to feel like you are in like this huge machine and it really does feel like that. And it's like fucking crazy when you like come up to these walls that are like thousands of feet high or like these huge robots where you're like, whoa, that's like the fucking pyramid size robot like this shit's crazy um it it goes back to the style of games in like the late 2000s where everything is like super drab looking and like gray uh but that's that's what these games are about man it's about like everybody is just trying to scrounge up whatever money they can uh to just like survive more or less in this future so yeah, so far it's been very good. I I don't know. People have said that it takes like uh, 20-ish hours probably if you just do all the main missions. Uh, I don't know if that is like if you're good at the game or not, um, but I saw 15, 20 hours generally for like a regular playthrough. There are also a bunch of like uh, extra missions you can do to get more parts. There are like arena missions where you can do 1v1. There's online multiplayer uh, where you can do 3v3 teams if you want to do that. Um, it's got a lot in it, and it's very cool. I am glad that From Software made this game. I hope that it does well for them. Uh, but even if it didn't, who cares? Because they made enough money from Elden Ring to do whatever the fuck they want forever. So, Also, Elden Ring DLC is going to come out sometime, so they'll make even more money from that, so we can maybe get another Armor Core. That'd be sick. Yeah, I still I still do in my heart of hearts want a Souls game where you have a robot with robot parts. But if the best thing we're going to get is just a new armor core game, I will absolutely take it because they did a great job and it's very cool. So.
1: So that's all I got.
0: That's what I. Um, Yeah.
1: So Not for this week, Manny. Mm hmm. But uh, just to shake it, shake things up for our part three, I went on to eBay and bought a box of just old Game Informer magazines. Holy from shit. Just like, yeah, I got like 25 different magazines from a different era. So I'm going to give you an option of picking uh, one to three. Uh, I'm just going to pick three, and then like I'm just going to have you pick like an, a random number. So for this week or for next week, we have – I don't really know what, because you know how Game Informer, they usually, it's like, uh, they have, like, one of them, Spider-Man 2 for the PS2. So that's that's that issue. <laughs> uh, Dark Sector, Manny. Ooh. And then one of them just says GameCube versus Xbox. And it's a picture of Luigi. And I'm not sure who the Xbox character is oh no it's a okay it's a dead or alive three character Jesus so it's a showdown Christ. of the century featuring dead or alive three and luigi's man i'm
0: gonna be honest so, i want that one that uh but
1: uh, that's that's the one you're you're interested is, in
0: are you kidding me could luigi beat a dead or alive character i must know
1: So my plan is to just kind of like, I'll go through like each like magazine for, and then I'll just kind of pick out like the fun parts of like whatever I find like, like interesting, whether it's like reviews or previews or just like, you know, just different things that I just find interesting. Cause I, I love going through these old magazines and just seeing like, even just like the old advertisements is just, Oh, it's so
0: good. Like when I was getting those random magazines, I said, I sadly never got any that were like super old. I got one hmm. Sega Genesis one that was super old, but most of the other ones were from, like, the late 2010s. But seeing the ads in those old Sega ones was just like, holy shit, this would be illegal now. You can't say this in an
1: ad. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. Uh, and, like, it is just, like, it's such a great... Like, like one of them, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 3 I have, and Max Payne 2. Ooh. And it seems like... Uh, Zelda twenty five years and Resident Evil six, oh, uh, Call of Duty four. Like, there's a great like just like mixture of like all these different like from different eras. So. Oh, the Resident,
0: Resident Evil six one probably rules because they probably had to be nice in the article about it.
1: Well, like no, it's a, that's like a preview though. So like they didn't know how bad it was. Gonna no, be. I know
0: that's why they're probably like this game could be really sick. Yeah, but it wasn't.
1: But we gotta find more about the the showdown of the century. I gotta know who is so,
0: Luigi versus Dead or Alive? That's not a matchup I would ever think about.
1: Uh, now on the back there is a it says Full Frontal Fear, and it's an advertisement for Resident Evil Code Veronica for the PlayStation Two. Oh, but I'm guessing this is not included. It says Devil May Cry bonus demo included. Um, so shit. Oh,
0: the, uh, the, what the fuck is it called? Whatever the new Yakuza game is with Kiryu comes out relatively mm-hmm. soon. Uh, they're going to put a demo for, uh, Yakuza eight in it. So. That's oh, that's cool. I like that. I want to play. Play the demo.
1: Oh, this is wild. <laughs>
0: Well, I can't wait to hear about that next episode. Um they're talking about Jet Set Grind Radio Future. Hell yeah, man. See? That is an Xbox game because Sega yeah. went to the Xbox after the Dreamcast uh, shit the bud. They moved all those oh, projects no to the Xbox, so
1: Okay, it seems like what they like this is actually is just like doing a breakdown of the original Xbox versus the GameCube. Oh, I'll
0: take it. that. That's still that's still dope. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll uh, find out which one is better.
0: Uh, I already know, but <laughs> I won't spoil it for you guys.
1: Well, like, I guess better is a... It's, like, I think the Xbox was probably a better console, but the, the GameCube had way better software. Oh, absolutely, yes. So... <clears throat> because like the Xbox like even was like considerably better than like even the PS2. Yes. So It's just that they just didn't have a lot of games for it and there's a reason why they killed it almost immediately. there is. But anyway, I will uh, I will look into this in the next couple of weeks and, uh, and we will find out more about uh, what time what what when is this? November 2001 my we're oh my god we're going all the way back to november oh my god and... that's so sick i know i know like just what was happening in video games in that time period what we're gonna find out in two weeks so that's very exciting uh but with that that'll do it for this episode as always the
0: theme song is sting operation by the band Anamanaguchi. they are an excellent chiptune band you should check them out and we will catch you in two weeks with our look back at The Finest Year, 2001. Peace out.